Outlaw Josie Wales was released in 1976 and stars Clint Eastwood as the infamous outlaw Josie Wales and takes place during the Civil War. On the surface, one may be tempted to think of this as just another spaghetti western. However, there are a few things that stand out and separate it from the rest, like the infamy of the name of Josie Wales, more on this later, and the volume of cool one-liners like don't piss down my back and tell me it's raining. And... You a bounty hunter? Man, he's got to do something for a living these days. Diane ain't much of a living, boy. Just to name a few. The movie begins with Josie Wales working in Missouri with his boy on his farm. His wife calls their boy in for supper, or something along those lines. After a bit, Josie Wales hears gunshots and sees smoke. He rushes to his home only to see it being pillaged by a bunch of Union soldiers, his wife being dragged off to be raped and murdered, while his son is stuck in his house that is burning down. Josie tries to save them, but is knocked unconscious. He awakes to the remains. After burying his wife and child, he digs out his revolver from the ashes. I tell you what, nobody makes shooting 30 rounds out of a six-shooter look as cool as Clint Eastwood. I mean, Josie Wales. While Josie mourns at the graves of his wife and child, some pro-Confederate bushwhackers show up and enlist Josie. Fast forward a few years-ish, and Josie is now a certified badass known by all. At the end of the war, Fletcher, Josie's superior, tells the men that it's time to lay down their arms and that the Union has promised them amnesty if they do. All the men agree, except for the outlaw, Josie Wales. As the men are surrendering, Josie Wales rides up on the Union men with nothing but his horse and a couple of six-shooters. These are the most amazing guns because he never has to reload them. All of Josie's pro-Confederate troops are gunned down with the exception of Jamie, who got shot in the gunfight. Josie Wales and Jamie are able to escape after Josie Wales wipes out a bunch of the Union Army with a Gatlin gun. The guy in charge of the Union forces tells Fletcher that he is going to assist generic bad guy who just so happened to be involved in the burning down of Josie Wales' home and the murder of his wife and boy in the tracking down of Josie Wales and puts a $5,000 bounty on the outlaw Josie Wales, thus attracting the attention of the Union soldiers and all of the bounty hunters in the area. But Fletcher reminds them it's the outlaw Josie Wales and they will never catch him. The chase is on. The outlaw Josie Wales and Jamie try and make their way to Indian Territory, where they can hide out for a bit, and Jamie can get treated for the gunshot wound. However, Jamie dies on the way. The outlaw Josie Wales keeps running and accumulating people on the way, beginning with an old Cherokee guy, and then a young Navajo woman that Josie Wales saves from being raped, and also a stray dog that follows them around. Not only is Josie Wales an amazing shot with his six-shooters that hold 30 rounds each, but is equally accurate with spitting out his chewing tobacco, which is exercised regularly on his victims and the stray dog. Josie Wales and his companions stop through a small town to get supplies. While in a store, they run into an elderly couple from Kansas and their daughter. They are traveling to Santa Rio to be with their son. As outlaw Josie Wales and the old Indian walk through the town, a snake oil salesman recognizes him and calls out his name. A shootout ensues and Josie Wales wins. 
Of course, but he and the old Indian are forced to run out of town. A bit later, they come upon a wagon being pillaged by some raiders. It was the old couple and their daughter from Kansas. The old man is dead, and the daughter is about to be raped by the gang. Josie wails, and the old Indian save her, but the old Indian gets captured. But then outlaw Josie wails rides up on them, waving a white flag, but then kills the whole gang because he is the outlaw Josie wails. And again, he never needs to reload. He is now traveling with the old lady, and her daughter to Santa Rio. We find out that the old lady's son died, but they decide to stay in his abandoned ranch. But then, some Indians capture a couple of the men that were friends with the old lady's son and showed them where the ranch was. Josie Wales is like, all the Indians are going to come and kill us in the morning. And then, as he is preparing the old lady, her daughter, and the old Indian guy to fight, he tells them, quote, now remember, when things look bad and it looks like you're not going to make it, then you got to get mean. I mean, plum, mad dog mean. Because if you lose your head and you give up, then you neither live nor win. End quote. And amen. Which is the best motivational speech ever given. But then in the morning, Josie Wales rides alone to the Indian chief and is like, I'm Josie Wales. And even the Indian chief is like, I know. And then Josie Wales is like, we don't need to fight. We could be friends. And then the Indian chief is like, okay, because he's Josie Wales. So then Josie Wales rides back to the ranch with the two men that were captured. After sleeping with the old lady's daughter, he decides to ride away in the morning because he is the outlaw Josie Wales. And he doesn't want the old lady's daughter to get her on account of him. But as he is riding off, the bad union guy finds him, and a shootout ensues. And then Josie Wales' crew start firing off rounds from inside the house, which is enough for them to take on about 50 soldiers. The main generic union bad guy gets shot, but is able to get away. Josie Wales chases him into the town and finds him. Just as he is about to shoot the bad guy, he is out of ammo for the first time. He grabs another gun, same thing, and another, same thing and another, same thing. Bad Union Guy then pulls a sword on Josie Wales, and Josie Wales is like, not on my watch, and kills the Bad Union Guy with his own sword. Boom. The end. Does this movie pass the man test? That is, can I watch this movie without feeling moderately gay? The answer, yes. You almost have to watch this movie to not be gay. What about Christian worldview? Are there any major themes that stand out in this film that are different from any other Western? The one thing that stands out for me is the notoriety and renown that the name Josie Wales invokes. Wherever he goes, his name invokes a response, but no one is neutral to it. People are either immediately intrigued, curious, and are drawn to him, or they want to kill him. It is not just that there is some power in his name, but the power comes from the one the name represents. People are either drawn or repelled because of who he is and what he has done. So too, the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. His name is above every name. In fact, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus Christ is highly exalted above all others as the last Adam, our new covenant head, because of who he is and what he has done, namely, the Son of God who takes away the sin of the world by living the life that we could not live and dying the death that we should have died. 
His name is powerful. In fact, his name is the most powerful in the cosmos because he is Lord of all. Death could not hold him and the grave could not keep him. And the mention of his name always invokes a response. Despite the fact that it's pretty old now, this movie is still pretty cool. All things considered, I give this movie a B plus.